You are listening to Go Doc Yourself, your weekly documentary book club. Listen in while we two errands dissect our most recent documentary find. Sometimes weird, sometimes mainstream, but always entertaining. Grab a cup of coffee and let's clutch. Hi, and welcome to Go Doc Yourself. I am Erin McCart. And I'm Erin McCart. Welcome back, you guys. We're glad you're here to join us for uh, an adventure today. We're going on an adventure, mm-hmm. I would say, to Costa Rica, actually. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to cover The Longest Third Date, which is on Netflix. Came out in 2023. It's one hour and 15 minutes long, so it's a nice short one. Mm-hmm. Directed by Brett Hodge. Mm-hmm. Exactly. One of us has been to Costa Rica. Not it. <laughs> I have and one of the places they go I was like I, I was there so that was exciting oh, to that's see. sweet okay mm-hmm. good 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 I will say about this documentary I was so pleasantly surprised I didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. but it went by so fast it was like watching a TikTok like a long TikTok really the way it was mm-hmm. done it was so well done yeah I thought so too both of the people are very likable mm-hmm. the circumstances hard to relate to, right? Because I feel like I feel like a fish out of water for everybody else during the quarantine that was home bacon bread. Like that was not my experience. Mm-hmm. And I think even fewer people can say that they were in this boat with the, you know, people who got stuck abroad. Right. So, mm-hmm. Right. One of the things I really liked about this, this show is they, so there's two main characters, right? We have Connie Lee and Matt Robertson. And they talk to them separately. So you are going through this process not knowing what happens in the end, until the end. And Mm -hmm. I kind of like that. That you're just like, "Eh, did it work? Did it not? So they did a really good job with that, too. Right. I definitely think there were some moments that they were building tension and not giving me what I fucking wanted to know. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. I know. Yeah. All right. Let's, Let's get into it. Right. So these crazy cats meet on the hinge, Mm -hmm. which I have not tried myself, thankfully. (laughs) I didn't even know it was a thing until this, this show. Right. I mean, I'd heard of it, I guess, but I mean, I did a little bit of internet dating and I did mostly match for better or for worse. So not farmersrs.com or whatever those commercials are. (laughs) Farmers only. Yeah. No, I no, I didn't make it that far down the path. So I'm sure it's amazing for the right people. Demographic, but it just wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not your jam. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they meet on this app and they decide to go. I mean, they start chatting. They decide to go on a first date. So they go out, get dinner, get drinks. Matt is taking pictures of his food and drinks the whole time, which Connie was kind of like, eh. All right. Just not sure. That is a little weird to me when people do that right away, but whatever. The kids. Well, I have decided I just don't have that part of the brain, right? There are people who document a lot of those things and then they share it on social media. And depending on how they do it, it can come across as obnoxious or not. (laughs) But the actual filming feels to me that it could be obnoxious. So, yeah. But that's a me thing. That's my 
uh, obviously, as I'm still trying to understand how the internet works. That's my problem, not their problem. So, right. I guess I feel like no one gives a shit about what I'm doing, right? <laughs> no one cares. Why would they want to see that? And so for me, it's it's not about them being obnoxious, just them like, hey, I'm sharing this with the world. And I'm like, when I think about sharing things, I'm like, oh, yeah, but no one cares. So then I just keep it to myself. <laughs> but I think that's part of being Gen X. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we're jaded and bitter, all of us. So yes. <laughs> I think the younger kids are like, ooh, maybe people want to go to this restaurant after I tempt them with my pictures or whatnot. Thank God for influencers or all the restaurants. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) They both say that the conversation was fairly effortless. They had a good time. Um, They really got along. They thought they both thought it was a really good day. And then at the end of the date, he kisses her on the cheek and leaves. And she's like, eh, did I do something wrong? My God. So chivalrous. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So she actually has the balls to text him and say, "Uh, yeah, I expected there to be an actual kiss. What the fuck? And he was like, oh, I guess we have to go on a second date. I was like, okay. Good for them for not being like, fuck that shit and just moving on. (laughs) Right? Right. Right. They were able to roll with a slight wrinkle, I guess. (laughs) That's a good thing, actually. Keep that in mind. Yeah, 100%. So date two, they went to kick axe, which is a great name, by the way. All the puns so on the axe. Uh-huh. It was so funny. So you're going to drink and throw axes, which I never thought was a good combination. Um, I vote that we have a little pod outing to see for ourselves because those places are abundant, at least here on the south side. <laughs> I don't know. I told John one time we were going to go do it. And I was like, and he looked at me like he's worried I might take someone out on accident. And I'm like, listen, you don't know. This might be my thing. I might be an axe throwing champion. And he just laughed and walked away. And I'm like, I don't think he has faith in my axe throwing abilities at all. Do you think you need to throw, uh, like, show him your 23andMe results to see what percent Viking you are? <laughs> I'm guessing zero. You are very white. So it's possible this is white. in your DNA. It's true. Okay. Somewhere. I Instead of being like two, 2% Nubian princess, I'm like 2%, uh, what was her name in Vikings? Lagatha? Lagatha? Oh, yeah. God, for real. The braids alone. Man. Yeah, my hair's not She's long amazing. Enough. Yeah. Not yet. Mm. Okay. Okay. So on this date with Connie and Matt is also best friend, Mike, his best friend, which seems weird mm-hmm. to me, but I guess they all had a really good time. He wasn't like left out. Yeah, I I didn't know what to think of that either, but I don't think it's a bad move as long as it works out okay. It's not the first date. I don't know. Right. And I thought it was funny that Mike had pointed out jokingly that because Connie is of Asian descent, that it is possible since Mike is also of Asian descent. Matt was like, look, I have Asian friends. You know, he just wanted to bring him (laughs) out just to make sure. Right. All right. My diversity, my diversity. (laughs) I love that for them. Yeah. But. At the end of the date, was there a kiss? There sure was. And it was memorable in a good way. Let me say that. Oh, yeah. It could have been like he licked her from chin to brows and she was like, ew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's so gross. Did I ever tell you that I, you know, at one point in time, I thought Vin Diesel was like super beautiful and was like, oh, totally movie star boyfriend. And then I saw him kiss in like triple X and I was like, never mind. (laughs) No, thanks. Sorry. 
I was going to say, I had a memorable first kiss with a guy on one of my dates and he bit my lip and I was oh. like, oh no. Like, not like to draw blood, but I'm like, I know you think this is a real move. Did not land. No. With someone else. <laughs> not me. Thank you. Right? Oh. Okay. So, we've had two really good first dates. Well, first mm-hmm. and second date, actually. And so... Keep in mind the timing of this. This is like the end of February 2020, very beginning of March Mm -hmm. of 2020. So Matt sends a message to Connie saying, hey, flights are really, really cheap right now. What do you think Mm -hmm. about doing something fun for a third date? And she's like, oh, yeah, totally. You know, just going along with Mm -hmm. it. He's like, sure. She's like, how cheap? And he said, well, it's 200 bucks to Costa Rica. She's like, yeah, totally. And so then he's like, okay, what's your passport information? She's like, oh, shit. Seriously? (laughs) Because... She thought I was kidding, which I would have too. I'd have been like, yeah, sure, whatever. Right. But some of their conversation in their other dates, I'm specifically thinking maybe the first one since the second one was very action-based, that they talked about travel. Like they were both globetrotters. I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah, they both had an interest. And so I think he was like, it's kooky. It's fun. I think a lot of us would be like, that's a little bit more than I could do on a third date. But she says, all right, let's do it. I think it's funny because when I was, well, there, she's 29, I think, and he's 31 at the time-ish. Mm-hmm. So at that time, no, I wouldn't have been in that. But earlier in my early 20s, I would have totally done that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sweet, let's go. Let's peace out. And right. And I would have had a problem. So I get it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they decide to go. They're going to go for like four days, mm-hmm. pop on down to Costa Rica, and just have a good time. And I do think that there was a lot of the raised eyebrows from her friends, and everybody was like, really? And then they they all come around to the YOLO attitude, like, okay, be safe, make good decisions. I don't know. Yeah. Never go to that second location. That's where they kill you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Her friend, her best friend, Liz, made sure she turned her location on and kept it on the whole time. Matt's friend, Mike, was like, have you been watching the news with all the pandemic stuff going on? It wasn't quite a pandemic yet, but he's like, don't do it, man. And they're like, we're totally going. (laughs) So they did. Right. Because, you know, we're coming into the time of understanding what we're dealing with. So it's in the news a little bit. People are concerned, but there aren't any advisories or anything against it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they were not necessarily unwise to go based on the information that they had at the time. Right. Yeah. What's funny is at one point, Matt says he was thinking, what's the worst that can happen? And I thought that is a, and, he, and he's laughing when he says it. And I thought that's such a man's way to put it. Because for a woman, the worst thing that can happen is murder. Death. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, that's going to happen. All frivolous like. And I'm like, yeah, it's easy for you to say that. <laughs> Old Matt is a vlogger. Mm-hmm. He is documenting fucking everything. And I'm like, the battery life on your devices must be <laughs> quite extensive. Right. And so, again, I think that's a a particular mindset that people have that I don't have. So I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just not right for me. So immediately I was uncomfortable because I'm like, I look like garbage on a plane, on a, you know, any kind of traveling situation. Third date, you're still in that like, I want to look fresh and hot. (laughs) No, not in an airport. No, I will say the airport was empty. So there were like 10 people on their flight total. <laughs> That's true. So 
you know, you could look a little more fresher and not being like jostled around and waiting in line for security for two hours. But mm-hmm. I agree, man. I am all for comfort. Shoes that slip on and off because you're going through security. Um, mm-hmm. Glasses because I didn't want to fall asleep in contacts. Yeah, it's a deal with me at my worst situation. Well, I think too, when you're on a plane, you're just, it's just the most desiccating of events in your life. Like, doesn't matter how much water you drink, you are just a husk by the time (laughs) you're done. It's so bad. It's so bad. And why is it that you've not done anything, but you feel so dirty? You get to where you're going, you're like, I just need a shower. I have a pound of dirt on me. It's so gross. Right. 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 And some other things that, you know, you mentioned the empty airport, the empty plane, the pilot is cracking jokes about the virus. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't feel good about any of that. No, because we know what happened. (laughs) Right. Right. In retrospect, we might have made different choices here. So, yeah, I think it is funny, too, because. There's a real interesting dynamic with Connie, right? So she tells lots of people in her life. She tells her mom what's up, but she gives a very edited version to her dad. Like she's going on a girl's trip and that's it. And I'm like, do these people, do her mom and dad not live together? <laughs> I Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like she's essentially edited her entire life from her parents. Like she's... yes lied to them her entire life to be able to live the life she wants comfortably without making them distressed yes there are some revelations at the end of this but yeah to be in fucking female this <laughs> is the best yeah it was i mean it, it yeah. was a strict upbringing i didn't have that so i can't mm-hmm. imagine i mean i moved out in a cross country when i was 16 so i can't imagine my poor mother just this is not in the age of cell phones. It's not like she could just call me up and be like, hey, what's up? I mean, I had a landline, but still. Right. You guys had your um, calling card situation. Yes. Has been on point. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But she also wasn't really big into the influencing thing. And so once they're in the airport and then at the hotel later, she's like, oh, this is like a whole thing for you. That's mm-hmm. not my jam. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting to watch him record everything. And she's just kind of trying to scoot out of the frame and, you know. Right. I mean, and he's on camera quite a bit. He's not just filming her because I, I assume what they do, he just captures everything and just edit out, you know, edit it. Shit. Edits out the uninteresting and like the bits where your hair is weird and whatever. I assume that's how it works because these are both, very attractive people like he's got a man bun and it I don't know how I feel about it it looks good on him or whatever but still no I'm gonna disagree with you there it is the tiniest (laughs) man bun I've ever seen it's this tiny little thing on the top of his head and it looks fucking ridiculous but I think it looks even more ridiculous though when it's down true it's like some kind of Hitler youth situation (laughs) it's not good yes it does it's not good. No, it's not. Poor I'm like, guy. please pull it back, okay? That's true. Yeah, slick it back somehow. Mm-hmm. Let's also keep in mind, I believe he bought the tickets and sent her one. Mm-hmm. And then he shows up to the airport worried that she isn't going to show up. But he gets there and she's already at the gate. And I'm like, aw. Fuck yeah, because she's prepared. Yeah, she is. She mm-hmm. also did not tell her work she was going. She was hoping she could, like, pop down and pop back up without them figuring out she 
is a remote worker, so mm-hmm. she had to be in an office. It wasn't that big of a deal. Sure. But I thought that was interesting. Like, man, they'll never know. Okay. Right. And so if you want to talk about that, she works with influencers. And so when she starts to get, like, it starts to dawn on her what he's doing, I think it kind of dulls the shine a little bit, right? So she's like, oh, he's one of those. <laughs> like, yes, girl. Yeah. Yeah. And you see some of the chicks like he dated before, influencer chicks, which I'm sure are stunning, but they have so much makeup on and that that you can't really see their face. And I'm like, well, that's, that's, that's something. I don't know. Well, again, I think that's part of the brain that I just don't have, that that's, there are a lot of people who want to be out and be seen and like, I'm a mover and a shaker and like mm-hmm. little these hot chicks on my arm and blah, blah, blah. That's exhausting to me. Having a lot of hot chicks on my arms would be exhausting. You're right. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we could share some makeup tips and maybe some clothes, but at some point I'm just going to want to read my smutty monster books. Right. I want to be the girl in the relationship, even if I'm with <laughs> another woman and we can take turns. You can take turns being the woman, but sometimes right. I got to be the woman. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So they fly down there. They get to their hotel room before Connie really thinks about the fact that we're sleeping in the same room the whole time. I don't, maybe she thought he would get them separate rooms. I don't know. That or was not be discussed. Bunk beds. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the best on a date is a bunk bed situation. <laughs> like paper rock scissors for top bunk oh so great that's right at least everyone's being safe Mm -hmm. as we know there's plenty of social lubricant because they're doing a lot of drinking so much drinking in this (laughs) i was a little inebriated by the end of it hell yeah the room was beautiful the view was beautiful they're staying on the coast somewhere i think the west coast and yeah it's it's all stunning And at some point at the beginning here, they show her as she is now sitting on the couch, talking to the documentarians, Matt's like, get to know me blurb or whatever on his YouTube. Like I'm movie Matt and this is what I do. And I'm super awesome. And it's the most cringeworthy thing ever. And I love that. She's like, had I seen that before? probably never would have gone on a date (laughs) i mean he is consistent with putting it out there right like i don't see that he's necessarily uh he seems to be presenting himself consistently on camera all the time yeah true so whether or not that's a comfort or not i don't know but yeah it's really it's really a lot it is But like you said, there's a lot of drinking. So at first there was some awkwardness. They start drinking. So it's less awkward as always. There's a lot of pool time. I'm guessing they seem to be always in bathing suits and wet. So good for them. Day four, one day until departure to go home. They're going to go zip lining, which looks really fun. Mm -hmm. After their zip lining event, they get noticed that their flight's been canceled. And it's frustrating, right? Because... I think they're at that point where they're like, this has been cool and stuff, but I'm ready to go. Yeah. 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 You know, more and more stuff is closing. Lockdown's happening. It's a level four travel advisory. The borders are closing to most countries at this point. I like how Matt's like, I'm trying to make myself feel better because New York at this point was like horrible. Like 
hundreds of thousands, if not thousands of people dying a day. It was just a really bad situation. So he's like, well, at least I'm not in New York, which is where they live. So he felt a little bit better or tried to make himself feel better with that. And I think there is some, at least they discuss that there's no coronavirus in Costa Rica, which is probably, that seems not true, but maybe because people are spread out or at least where they are, they're not really in contact with anybody else. So I think they feel pleased about that. That feels good. Yeah. You never really see them wearing masks. They're just kind of no. out enjoying life. Now there is very few people. Mm-hmm. You don't see anyone else at this hotel really, although other than the staff, mm-hmm. even that seems minimal. Mm-hmm. So most people are probably sent home. I don't know what the coronavirus situation was there other than they closed the borders, I think. Right. But they do have some stuff at home going on. So Connie's mom is a nurse and she's working in a COVID ward. And so that's a big concern. And Connie kind of mentions that she does recognize that she's got compulsive lying disorder. And her dad seems to be the focal point of that. So whatever you want to say about that is okay, but she does not disclose to him that it's been delayed. She's just going further into the hole that she's dealt for herself. And then on Matt's side, his grandpa isn't like a a senior home or an assisted living community, something like that. And they have a COVID positive patient. So that facility goes on lockdown and he and his grandpa are really close. And I think that's difficult for him because he's not there. So, you know, it's not like It's all fun and games. They are safe for now, but there are concerns back home. And I think that that's got to be a lot to deal with. Yeah, because you feel helpless. You're so far away. Mm -hmm. And even though they know they really wouldn't be able to do anything, I think Matt's family lives in Maine. Uh, Connie's family lives in like Portland or something. So even with them living in New York, it's not like there's anything they could do, but they, they just feel like I know I would feel like if I were there, maybe I could help. Maybe I could do something, but you're not. Sure. So. Well, I mean, I think we all had a vast sense of insecurity about what the future was like. And to be stuck in a foreign country feels hard, but it's also paradise. <laughs> so it's right. really got a weird dynamic. Yeah. 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 And Matt is one of those people you'll see throughout this. He really is a let's do something. Let's do something fun. Like everything always has to be fun. And I feel like that would be exhausting to me. Like, can't you ever just sit down and chill, dude, calm down, Mm -hmm. watch a movie or Mm -hmm. something. But he is constantly like, let's go do something fun. And I'm sure that was helpful to a certain extent to keep their mind off of what was going on. So I'll give him credit for that. I will say at this point, I really am curious about the editing of this documentary. (laughs) I agree. It looks like they are running all of the time forever. Like never was anyone taking a nap or (laughs) anything. It just, it was very focused on what are we going to do now to take our minds off of this? Mm -hmm. And you can only drink so much. Yeah. I mean, in my case, very little. So I guess my tolerance would have been built up (laughs) over time. I don't know. Yeah. He does have some cool ideas. They do a date night on this floating pirate ship that used to be like a tourist thing. And the beaches are closed, but they were able to find a little boat that would take them out there. And so they had like a little dinner out there on their own. It was very cool. And they seem to have a lot of fun. Again, just in bathing suits all the time. That's how they live. I'm like, all right, whatever. Well, Connie even mentioned that 
in her previous relationship. So she seems like she's been wounded a little bit, right? And at this point, she mentions, I've always been with guys where I was the one who planned all the stuff. And now I think it's nice to have somebody that's wooing her a little bit, like planning a date night. And it's really fun. And it's very unique. So, I mean, I do think he was like, what can I do to get her mind off of this? So I'm not going to say that I'm not going to give him shit because he's trying something. Right. So, yeah. Right. And it just seems like the kind of person he is probably all the time. Like, let's just mm-hmm. go do something. And that's fine. There are people like that. I am a lazy ass person. So I'm like, let's just chill for a little bit. But they did seem to do a lot. So we're at day 11 now. The hotel they were staying at is shutting down for COVID. So they had to leave. They had a flight booked home for three weeks later. So they decided to go down to Montezuma and get an Airbnb. There was a lovely lady that took pity on them and gave them a good deal because they were stuck in the country. And it's not like she could rent anybody else, right? It was a pretty nice place. It was really nice. Um, So some cute things that happened, which I think is exactly how vacations go, is they like had a little encounter with the the wildlife. So they had a iguana that would come and visit him and they named him Spike. And that was Mm -hmm. so cute because that is the shit that I love on vacation. Like, Oh my God, there he is again. You know, like (laughs) we left some pineapple out for him or whatever. Right. Very exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are rules in place where you could only leave your house on certain days. And when you left your house, it could only be for like essentials, like the grocery store, the hospital or something like that. I'm sure if you had to go to the hospital because you were sick, you could go whenever, but so they were able to go stock up. Um, they did a lot of cooking together, which I thought was good. Connie is still working nine to six or two hours difference. It would have been like seven to four Costa Rica time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did Matt do with all of that time? Did he sit around like a small child annoying her the whole time? <laughs> it does imply that he's working, but we don't know what the fuck he does. Before I thought he just dated influence type ladies, but. I thought he was I mean, just an influencer. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, is he a venture capitalist? Because that's what I assume. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just a catch all for uh, non-existent work. Yeah. Right. So yeah. any venture capitalist, please contact me and tell me that I'm wrong. I say this whole relationship and situation is based on the best internet that anybody ever had of all time because they've got cooking. They're still able to work. Um, They're doing all these adorable little mini dates where it's like yoga and they're doing tango and they do the themed cooking nights that you mentioned before. And I'm like, they're doing yoga in bathing suits. What? No, you, mm -mm, no, Mm -mm. it's very hard to look good in downward dog. Listen, I will say Matt is pretty enough. Don't get me wrong, but Connie is beautiful and she has a stunning body. Like clearly she works out. She's got like a six pack on her. She looks amazing. And if I had a body like that, I'm not sure I wouldn't go to work in a bathing suit. So I, she's, I mean, technically she's right. She might have. She probably was when she was there. Worker. Yeah. 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 I am not a remote worker and they'd still have to see my ass in a bathing suit every day. <laughs> Hell yeah. Deal with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So at this point we find out they are being intimate together. Although um, we all assumed that that was the case, right? There's a lot of drinking going on going on they're alone a lot so of course there's a lot of sex going on as well uh however they were only supposed to be there for a couple days so Connie runs out of birth control that's not good terrifying 
they do go to a pharmacy and get another brand they had available. But when she like Googles the brand, they're like, oh, warning, there are a lot of fakes out there. And so be careful. Some of these are just sugar pills or whatever. And all I could think of was, did you not think to also purchase condoms while you were there? Possibly. Possibly. (laughs) That could help. Look, he couldn't possibly be asked to wear a condom in this situation. They're in paradise. He paid for those tickets. (laughs) Also, this is just me going off about this. There was nothing said in the documentary. No, I'm sure they were being safe and amazing, but it was just like all the burden was put on her. And I'm like, girl, like you do what you can and you want to stay regular and all that, but buy a condom or 20, it'll be fine. Right. Let me also say to you, there is a moment where he is taping on some kind of private beach, uh, you know, that goes with the house and whatnot. And he mentions to the world that this is the first time they've fucked on a guard lifeguard stand. And I'm like, out of bounds. We don't talk about that sort of details. Well, (laughs) and hopefully that was something he didn't put out to the world and just recorded and kept for himself. But we saw it on the documentary. Like, well, we saw it on the documentary here, <laughs> but I want to think that maybe it didn't go to the YouTubes, as it were, right? Before they were in this situation. I don't know. I like the way you're thinking. But I was also like, is this a bro moment that he's yeah, having? It is. <laughs> like, okay. Listen, man bun, calm down. I know. <laughs> um, also, there are a lot of bugs. And I feel bad for her because Connie's getting bit a lot. Now, you... Costa Rica is almost entirely covered with jungle and rainforest. So there are a lot of fucking bugs. Even I got bit and I don't get bit by fucking bugs. So bless her heart. She looks like she's in pain. There are like cockroaches. There's. There was an awesome cave spider, but I don't want it in my house. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. So Mm -hmm. I I feel for them because you go to paradise. A lot of times there are bugs. That's what comes with Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Right. By day 20, in theory, they have 20 days until departure. They're both getting a little bit sick of each other. They both on separate occasions are talking about spending time with no one but each other and not having their own time and it just getting to be too much. And all I could think of was Jesus Christ. I was at home with my family who, in in theory, I like most of the time. And it was too much. And I had my own space I could go to and get away and it was too much. So I cannot even imagine Ugh. They both talk about also that they didn't really know each other very well. They still haven't gotten to know each other very well. I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, it's been 20 days. I had the same thought a couple times. I'm like, you guys, it's like they do nothing but talk to each other about the most superficial stuff of all time. And so, yeah, there were definitely moments where I'm like, how do you guys not know what's going on with you? Like, this isn't like a Twilight movie so angsty <laughs> right right it was and I guess on one hand both of them wanted to remain single it was meant to be a fling it was meant to be fun neither one of them were expecting a relationship and they're kind of forced into a living situation that's like a relationship at this point so I understand where they're still trying to keep themselves separate because they don't want to get too involved but on the other hand I'm like Jesus Christ aren't you bored with each other because you haven't discuss anything of real interest yet so ugh, how boring right so it seems like connie's been a little bit more upfront about her relationship past um like you know it's just not worked really well and 
the guys didn't treat her great and Matt is like well that's weird because she's really genuine and she's a caring person and so I think you know they're around each other enough to demonstrate those kinds of things he is just a black box I don't know what he does for work or what you know he's done what his relationships are other than pictures which I think he's like looks the whole story I don't know (laughs) so funny it's all you need to know yeah yeah can we talk about them going to the Kabuya Island? Mm-hmm. It's haunted, which I'm like, I am in. Why we didn't go there first, I will never understand. And it's famous. Absolutely. I was excited yeah. to go, yeah. However, a little bit of hitch in their giddy-up getting over there. <laughs> like, okay. Go ahead with you. With how you think it goes. I have no idea how this happened, right? They're just driving and all of a sudden, and you see the camera facing forward or facing them or whatever. And all of a sudden they're like half in a river or something. I'm like, was he trying to cross the river? And it's not until Connie finally gets out that you see that he's driven off, say a shoulder for lack of a better word, but there's no shoulder. It's just like drop off to the river. Right. So they're trying to get close to this river, and it's very picturesque. But yeah, they're on the road. There's no lines on this road. And I'm like, did it just erode underneath them? Because they literally have two wheels on the ground, and the rest is all like up there. And so they're like, oh my God, we might drown. And I'm like, that seems a little bit. But if I was in there, I'd probably be like, (laughs) you know, whatever. Panic city. So she contortions her way out of there. And then thankfully they were able to get some people locally that were able to write the ship enough for them to get it somewhere else. Yeah. They flagged down a a car that was driving by who went and got a bunch of locals and every, like the whole town came and helped them get the car back out. And I'm like, I but just like, agree. This is a big enough road. It's not like it was a tiny little safari road that there were just, you know, trees and they, it was big enough for a bicycle. No, it was big enough. So I have no idea how they ended up like that. All I know is that if I were Connie, be like, bitch, you are not driving anymore. Because it was Matt driving the whole time. Oh, yeah. Clearly cannot be trusted. And let me say another thing. The whole time, nobody has like a really shitty look on their face. They're like, the cameras are on. We have to smile. But I'm like, (laughs) oh, my God. The face that I would be making. Oh, I know. My eyes would have rolled so hard, I would have fallen backwards. <laughs> just like the Tracy Allmas get. It would have thrown me back. It's right? just... Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, mm. the, the patience. So, and of course, this is all captured on film. Of which I'm thankful for, because that's so entertaining, and I was stressed for them all at the same time. I guess maybe here we'll give Matt some credit, because most of the men I know, that footage would have been lost immediately. Yes. <laughs> completely never happened yeah never right? happened. what what and it's yeah i drive perfect mm-hmm. so no, day 29 three days until departure matt notices their flight is no longer showing up as a flight on the schedule and so they call the airline and i can only imagine how long they waited on hold with that airline considering all the shit going down and they finally talked to a representative who's like listen we don't have that route anymore we're not opening up new routes to go down there until June 2nd. Remember they left March 17th. Mm-hmm. Whew. Now they have 48 right. days, 48 more days until departure. 
Um, and I think that causes some concern because they only have the Airbnb booked for so long. So now they're like scrambling to find new accommodations and boy, do they come up with some gems. I don't think they had a lot to choose from. I think they were like, Hey, we're going to make the best of this. Yeah. Yeah. At first they start drinking a lot, like a lot. Like mm-hmm. they do, they celebrate being there 30 days by doing 30 shots and I would die of alcohol poisoning. So they didn't. <laughs> well done. And even Matt made a comment that they were drinking a lot, like all the time. Mm-hmm. He was trying to make plans, making sure everything was still going on. They decided to go see more of Costa Rica. So they go to the tree house next. What what were the accommodations like at the tree house, Erin? Well, it was literally a house and a tree and it was like, a bed with some netting and a toilet in the nook of a tree with no curtain or anything. And as a woman, I'm like, oh my God. And Connie's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. right. I was like, I guess I'm just never going to the bathroom the whole time we're here. Looks like I'm going to die of a urinary tract infection. Yes. <laughs> I could not. And also I thought if you thought the bugs were bad at the really nice house, Oh, girl, it's going to get bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. But she's a trooper, right? And Mm -hmm. they survive, for lack of a better term. There's also a moment where they go camping. Yes. Mm. In the jungle? No, thank you. No, thank you. A lot of the things in Costa Rica I learned, it's not like going camping where there are big things that are going to kill you, but they're like, Teeny tiny spiders and snakes and poison dart frogs and everything's very small, but deadly. No, thank you. But again, they live through that mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a lot of laughter, forced or otherwise. It's like laugh or cry. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, so then they get to La Fortuna, a house there. That's where I stayed. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Okay. Not that particular house. Well, we stayed at La Fortuna. In vicinity. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. The volcano's there. Connie is still really concerned about her mom because, as we know, the frontline workers were taking a beating, and her mom is a mm-hmm. frontline worker as a nurse in the COVID unit. So, but everything still seems to be okay. She's mm-hmm. doing okay. So, that's good. They do go to the hot springs there, which no one was there. And she's wearing flip flops the whole time. And I thought, ma'am, those are not proper shoes for walking in Costa Rica. <laughs> You need some hike-in sandals of some sort. Indeed, indeed. I don't know that what their shopping uh, availability was. Like, I don't know. I mean, there have to have been some make and do with what you had. <laughs> true, true. And they, um, I mean, they made comments like, we, we only brought clothes for a couple of days. We only brought, so, yeah, I get it. I get it. But I'm, I'm getting, she has, betting she had some shin splints. I mean, that's probably true. And one of these bikinis that she has on the whole time is white. And I'm like, ma'am, well done. It stayed white the whole time. I know. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Whatever the laundry detergent situation is, is there's a, maybe it was hand washing. I don't know, but there's nary a margarita splash or whatever on this thing. (laughs) At least we could, from the resolution I could see. So that was good on her. I think one of the biggest things that happened at this place is, Connie realizes that her period is late and that brings on a nice freak out moment, which I'm sure was fun to share with the world. (laughs) Right. I know. I felt horrible. She's like, I was always regular, but you know, this is a very stressful situation and women's bodies react to that 
accordingly. And so it is very possible that, okay, you could be pregnant or two, your body could be like, bitch, you can't handle this right now. We'll just hold on to it for a minute. We'll get back to you. But she does talk about Matt, like being concerned and coming and sitting with her and kind of looking up and doing some panicked internet research about how I can bring up my period faster. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never, I've done a million internet searches, but I've never Googled that. So cool, cool, cool. I do like the fact that she says, you know, he was really trying to comfort me. He brought me a drink. And I'm like, is that advisable? <laughs> Well, I think they both commented that neither one of them wanted children. So I don't think it was a concern about having a child as much as how to not have a child, um, which I'm completely here for. So yeah, me too. when I see her drinking in the unknown period of time, I'm like, eh, mm -hmm. you do what you have to do to survive, ma'am. Right. No shade. It was just funny because I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, cool, yep. cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. But at least they're seem they seem aligned, right? So he's not mad. He's not, you know, all of these reactions that I think women are perpetually scared that a dedicated partner would have, let alone a casual partner. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, mm -hmm. and I mean, her track record makes me think, Jesus Christ, who are these dudes you've been with? I mean, like this feels like the bare minimum to me. <laughs> right, right. But you know, yeah. we we've I heard do. Some it's stories. hard out there. Yeah. So. They also start having Zoom calls with Mike, so remember Matt's best friend, who is going through a divorce. And so they're calling to make sure they can still be, have support with him or give him support. And it sounds like he has children or at least one child in the background there. So they're kind of keeping touch with her, him. Little children all sound the same with high voices. Sure. But because they've been having these Zoom calls with Mike, Matt also wants to have Zoom calls with Connie's friends. Mm-hmm. And Liz is like, is he just going to say all the shit that he knows he's supposed to say? Mm -hmm. But he seemed to do really, really well. Liz said he seemed like he genuinely wanted to know more about mm -hmm. Connie and Liz. And just, he seemed like a really genuine person, which is good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I thought that too. He seems like a warm guy. Mm -hmm. So like I said, I think it's funny that you see both sides of a kind of an outgoing personality, right? Like he's taping a lot of himself and whatever so he's very open about his own life but also he's like kind of pulling people you know what I mean it's just mm -hmm. sort of I don't know both sides of the coin for outgoing folks mm -hmm. but they also both kind of mentioned that they're starting to feel feelings like real feelings catching feelings y'all yeah yeah so now we're at day 52 17 days until departure they are on their way to San Jose just the capital and her period finally comes. Woohoo. Do you think it's just a rage of <laughs> And I'm sure no one cared. They're like so. sweet ruin all the clothes. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is really interesting, other than her period, as we all know, that is fascinating conversation. But mm -hmm. Connie is now becoming part of the vlogging. Mm -hmm. Right? There's one where he's kind of introducing her to his vlogging world and she takes the camera and runs off and it's very cute. Like, I'm stuck here. Save it's me. It's very blah, blah, blah. cute. Yeah. And so she's kind of embracing it a little bit more. And she's being introduced mm -hmm. to his world of YouTube followers, which was fun. Right. So it starts to catch on, right? So somebody shares something, somebody shares something and... I don't know if the kids are saying it goes viral, but that's what happens. 
right? They're kind of picked up by the mainstream media. Right. So poor Connie, (laughs) who's a very private person, is now drug really far into this Mm -hmm. because not only is it taping all the time, but they're starting to do interviews with, you know, known media outlets like People Magazine is the first one that they do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And you can see in some of them, she doesn't look like she's enjoying it. She's tolerating it. Yeah. At one point they were asked if they were boyfriend and girlfriend and Matt says, yes. And Connie's like, Oh, we are, you know, she doesn't say that, but that's her internal response. And I'm like, Oh, sir, you did not ask first. And also now that it's out in the public, she's concerned about work finding out. She still hasn't told work. She's in Costa Rica Mm -hmm. and her dad finding out because she told her dad, she was with like work friends. And now he's going to see an article that says she's with a boy. Right. Which I think is difficult because, you know, I think our natural inclination is to say, why would you lie to your folks? But, you know, parental relations can be difficult and she was not expecting this. So she does some things to uh, get by the worst of this. Like she makes an appointment with her boss to talk about, hey, so you might see some stuff coming out about where I'm at. I'm in Costa Rica and I'm with a dude and we got stuck here and Thankfully, her work was cool with it and actually thought it was kind of funny. And I'm like, that must be a huge relief for her. Yeah. Right. And thankfully, she's been able to prove if she's been continuously working and meeting timelines and getting her work done, mm-hmm. they can't complain. Right. They can't be mm-hmm. like, oh, well, that's horrible when she could be like, but I'm still working. So they can see that it's OK. And that makes it a little easier to transition as opposed to saying, hey, I'm going to go to Costa Rica and do this. There might be some concern. Um, She does also call her dad because her sister, I use the word accidentally, loosely, talked about the ordeal in that in a family group chat and then says, oh, whoops, wrong group chat. And I'm like, was it though? Was it? Because sisters can be sketchy. Right. We don't know. We don't have any context for that, right? So... Yeah, so there's that family pressure. There's also pressure from the royal they. Like, what will happen with their relationship? Will they yes. stay together? Blah, blah, blah. And so I think Connie's really sensitive to this where Matt's, like, kind of loving it. <laughs> right. So, yeah, difficult moment. Right, because she feels like, are we going to be obligated to stay together even if we don't want to? Which would suck. She calls her dad finally. She tells him, but not really. She doesn't tell him that she's only with this man. She says she's with a group of friends. One of them happens to be a man and she's been spending time with him. Right. So she's divulging the truth, but only kind of. And I think to myself, this is still not going to work out for you because he's got to read one article and then it's so. Right. And she even mentioned that. She goes, well, now it's going to be in his brain. He's going to go search those things out. So has she not said anything? I understand why she wanted to get ahead of it, because if he finds out from someone else, it'll be hurtful. I think it's difficult. And as a parent and also as a child, I understand that I don't want to put that pressure on my kids to live in a one certain way. And, you know, it's either my way or the highway. Right. I don't want to do that to my children. I do want them to remain safe and happy and all the things, but I want them to have an authentic life and I don't want to get in the way of that. Also, as a child, I understand the pressure of pleasing your parents 
and wanting them to be proud of you and accept you for who you are. And for some people, that's not always really easy. So again, this is an honest look at family dynamics in a weird situation. So I'm glad she did the best that she could. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I find interesting is that after she talked to her dad, he still wasn't happy with the situation and everything, but Mm -hmm. she commented that he treated her like an adult, which she wasn't expecting. And so I, Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe after this, she might give him more credit and maybe be a little bit more open. I mean, it's probably going to be little things at a time, but Mm -hmm. you know, she didn't expect it and it was, it was a good outcome. So that's good. However, he still gives her like a lecture. (laughs) Yeah. Once it's on the internet, it's always on the internet. (laughs) She's 30 years old. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Stuff. So let's talk about, this is about day 70, right? Day 69-ish. They have a few days left. Again, we have some flight controversy. And I wanted to ask you if you could talk through this a little bit as the international hopper that you are. Because I don't understand the concept of what a government-sponsored flight is and why it costs a billion dollars. I also have no idea. The only thing I could think of was, so they had flights scheduled for whatever June 2nd, whatever it was on Delta, I think. They've decided they've been looking for flights to leave sooner because they want to get home. So every day they're checking for other flights, realizing that they're probably going to have to spend more money. They they noticed uh, the U.S. is sponsoring flights to okay. get their citizens out and only their citizens okay. out. But when I say sponsoring fights, I mean, it clearly couldn't be uh, free because like they said they paid like thousands of dollars to get out. And I thought, Jesus Christ. That's what my problem with this was. Like, I'm like, we'll get you home, but it's going to cost you. <laughs> like, oh, America, you are so consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Capitalism. <laughs> Woo. Right. Yeah. I would like to look into that, too, because I don't know. They did end up taking the soonest flight they could. It is one of the sponsored flights that got them to Houston back into the country. And from there they could travel home. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was the only way to get back into the country was to have the USA will sanction this flight, but it wasn't necessarily will pay for it. So do you think it's a situation where they're like, you can't cancel this Delta or whatever? That's sort of, you know, like maybe that's, I'm sure they lost that money. Yeah. They, well, I don't know. You know what? Because airlines were actually really good and they have been much better since the pandemic about refunding flights and allowing you to move flights and change in that without so many fees. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. So they get home. They're in Houston. This is the point where it's just angsty as fuck because they don't know what the other one is thinking, like, will we, won't we? Matt talks about Connie seems kind of shut down. Like she's been really guarded again since maybe this phone call with her dad, or maybe they have definite plans to return. Seems to be a little bit unclear when it started, at least from the viewpoint I understood. And I'm like, again, can you guys maybe have the conversation that you need to have? And I'm like, this must be an editing thing. I don't know. I don't know. It seemed because they're sitting in a restaurant in Houston where at one point she makes a comment. She's like, you went ahead and declared that we're 
boyfriend and girlfriend without even asking me. And she says it in a jokey way. She seems like she's probably not very confrontational. So for the way for her to do it is, is joking on the line, which is absolutely fine. You do what you have to do to survive. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. And so he asked her, will you be my girlfriend? Like they're all joking, but she was like, yeah. So at least at that point they had established, okay, we can both be in this together. And they established that they were in a relationship after being stuck together and living together for like 80 days. So I'd like to read you my comment for this because okay. yet again, this conversation happened on film. Yeah. Jesus. Finally, they had an actual middle school level conversation. <laughs> it was very middle school. It was very middle school. I mean, if he had slipped her a note circle, yes or no, that would have been slightly better. I don't know. I wonder how much of that is because it is on camera. Because I know I, if I'm on camera, not like this talking to you, that's a little different because we're just having a conversation. But if if I'm on camera mm-hmm. knowing that someone's going to post that shit, you're right. It's not going to be a genuine response. Right. Well, like I said, I think a lot of it, you know, once I watched it through, I think there are some genuine good feelings and a lot of good things that happened on this, but I can't mm-hmm. imagine the level of inhibition I would have felt to be pleasant on camera. And, yes. you know, when it was, she, did she ever ask him to turn that shit off? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. I would have smacked it out of his hand at some point in time. Like just enjoy the moment. God damn it, dude. Right. Like, uh, did it mysteriously end up broken? Just saying, don't damage Whoops. people's property, but tempting. Yeah. Well, at one point they were leaving like uh, the waterfall and they're halfway walking back. And she's like, oh, did you forget the GoPro? Did you get the GoPro? And he's like, oh, he had to go back and get it. I would have thought to myself, God damn, I hope he forgot the GoPro. And just left it at that. <laughs> right. Right. It's It was difficult. So they have the conversation. They decide that they're going to be together. It is not the uh, notebook level thing that the buildup implied, right? It wasn't in the rain. It wasn't like, I can't quit you or whatever, you know, because there was a lot of buildup for that conversation. Yeah. They do decide that they're going to give it a shot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they decide that they're going to drive across the fucking country because they haven't spent enough time together that mm-hmm. they're going to now be on a road trip, which I'm like is a real test of your relationship when you're right. on the road for days with people. Listen, I so, hope she drove is all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to his joint first, right? In Maine. And mm-hmm. she meets his family over very picturesque lobster boil situation. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. It is very cute. Mm-hmm. And then they drive all the way to the other side of the country to Portland to meet her family. And I will say it looks like her dad and Matt get along so well. They're so cute together. It was lovely to watch. It really was. So Matt walks in their house and gives a very surprise. His name is Bob, the dad. Gives Bob uh, an awkward hug (laughs) at the beginning of this. And it is very cute, but I'm just like, again, twas all filmed. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. And they did move, they did move in together one month after getting back to the States. And then they go travel and see the families. Mm-hmm. Eight months later, they celebrate their one year anniversary. They have a dog 
named Banks, a Frenchie. She's adorable. So cute. And they do make a comment that Matt's man bun is still there, but on camera, they show her, Connie, finally cutting it off. And that really was the best part of the whole documentary, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. She just Mm -hmm. snipped it right off. Do you think her, like, level of relief, I mean, just enjoyment would, anyway. So cathartic. So they consider themselves still on the longest third date. And I was like, okay, that is a Hollywood ending. That's <laughs> That is the greatest line I've ever heard. So yeah, fine. That's pretty yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Suck it, Nicholas Sparks. So we don't need all that drama to get to the end. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Right. His, his books and movies are just, there's so much fighting involved that I'm like, oh, I'm exhausted. Let's just, can we just be nice to one another? Well, that's what romance is. It's just like trauma, 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 trauma. And then maybe you're together at the end. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, we've talked about that. Uh, mm. So, like I said at the beginning, my comments on this are, it was a really fast watch. Like, I did mm-hmm. not realize that an hour and 15 minutes had gone. Because, again, it's it's filmed from his perspective. But it's not like all bumpy and making you feel sick and that. It was very well done. He did a good job of filming. They get a good job of editing. It's like a TikTok. Right. There is one time when he's on a run and filming and I'm like, no, like he's talking and filming and running. Yeah. Just don't do that. You can stop and then film and then run. It's possible. We'll let you know. We'll hold it against (laughs) you. So again, I say as much time as they spent together, I really can't tell if they talked about anything deep, like, were they so drunk they don't remember it? It's possible. It's possible. There was a lot of alcohol. It really was. My second thing I wanted to say was, do you know what the mere exposure effect is? Like, there's a little psychology here. Mm -mm. So it talks about familiarity equaling attraction. So the more you're around something, the more familiar you are you know, you are with it, then the more attracted to it you become. So this might be something we experience more like you hear a song, you hate it. The more you hear a song, the more it grows on you. And then finally you're like, Oh, this song. And I'm like, did that happen here? Was there some of that here? It's just a thought. It's possible. But I think about people who you meet as friends and you don't think much of them like one way or the other as far as attractiveness. But the more you get to know them and know who they are as a person, the more you find them attractive because as a person, they become more attractive. Right. I don't know that this is specifically talking about a physical attraction. Could be different folks like different things about each other. I just thought about that. Like, look, you're forced into close proximity. There are many romance novels based on this. Right. Is that what happened here? There are some true crime novels based on that as well. Yes. But yeah, it it could be. It could be. And as long as it works out, you know, I mean, so far they seem to be doing well and it worked out. It could have been Mm -hmm. absolutely horrible. Right. And gone a completely different way. So I'm hoping since Mm -hmm. they've been together for a couple of years now, three years Mm -hmm. in theory, that they have had a few more conversations, maybe (laughs) just a couple Right. Maybe some off camera. I don't know. Mm, That'd be good. Yeah. Do you have an honorary Aaron for this episode? There are only two people. No, I'm not choosing either of them. I have one for you. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to pick Costa Rica. (laughs) (laughs) 
Pura Vida. I'm in for it. Yes. Right. And I thought the most patient landscape in the world for these two. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. At least it yeah. was beautiful for them there. It is a very beautiful right? country. So it's mm. so lovely. It is so lovely. So anyway, this is a great documentary. I really enjoyed it because it was stunning and the story was low stakes. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it was exactly. Like death and dismemberment. Yeah. Yeah. It was fluffy. Mm-hmm. I can watch it and enjoy it without being stressed out about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. right. There I were a couple like that. a couple of times when they were talking about, you know, oh, the beginning of COVID or it was getting locked out. And then it starts to make you remember what that was like because sure. we've repressed mm-hmm. that. Right. And they're like, oh, that wasn't a good time. I remember right. that. And I also think this is something to consider is this comes from a very privileged viewpoint. And that's, you know, it is a lovely story. And I don't think that that's wrong to say sometimes that there were lovely stories where things worked out for nice people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is a lovely watch and they are beautiful people and I really want the best for them. And that's great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. What are we going to, what are we going to need next week, Erin? I'm so excited. Oh, you have made a fine selection this time, madam. Thank you. We are doing a documentary called Hands on a Hard Body. <laughs> I can't wait. I know. I'm super pumped. So this is a 1997 release. Mm-hmm. It's an hour and 38 minutes. We both commented today that we were like, hey, the only place I found this was on Apple TV and you have to buy it for 10 bucks. But I am telling you the trailer. I couldn't wait. I'm like, (laughs) I am so in. So, yeah, this is almost about, was it a show? It's like a sweepstakes thing in my brain. Mm -hmm. And the idea is a select amount of people are pulled, a select amount of people are selected. You put your hand on a new truck and the last person standing wins the truck. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so good. <laughs> Listen, if I could have found it on Apple, I would have bought the goddamn DVD because it's out there somewhere. That's how yes. much I want to watch it. It's going to be horrible and amazing all at the same time. So good and terrible. Yeah. I cannot wait. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think this is something that people in the 90s would remember that this mm-hmm. was a thing for a while that people did. So I would like to understand some ins and outs of all of it. Who did yes. it? Yeah, all the good stuff. So, please watch and join us. Um, I think that ten bucks will be well worth your effort. So, mm-hmm. so beyond that, we'll ask you guys to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Go Doc Yourself. Um, we have a fine and lovely website, um, and you can find out a little bit more about us personally and where our um, you can catch this podcast if you don't already know. Uh, but nonetheless, please. Um, let us know what you like, what you don't. Uh, we are open to what you got to say. Yep. Make suggestions. We'll listen to them. <laughs> we may not absorb them, but nonetheless. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining, guys. We will talk with you next week. Yep. Later. Bye.